Today is the 30th of July 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. As always, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular time of prayer, time in scripture, in other words, a regular rhythm of worship together. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Before we start, don't forget if you'd like to download the script, there is a download the script button in the ad- in the episode notes. Feel free to click that, you'll get a PDF of today. We always start each leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Ephesians 4.29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Some of you may know this, but there was a time in my life when I served in the ambulance service And I remember when I was doing my ambulance training that one day I came home and my mom took me one side and told me that she was a bit concerned about my language. It turns out that I'd started to pick up quite a lot of the bad language that's so pervasive in the emergency services. It's not like my mom is a prude. She was a nurse and nurses can be as crude as firefighters, as police, as paramedics. It was a shock for me because... As I began to pay attention to my language, I began to see how coarse it had become. I often wondered why my Christian witness hadn't been as effective in the ambulance service as it had in other areas, and then it hit me. It's really hard to be an effective witness for Christ when the language we're using is as derogatory and as destructive as much of the language that we hear around us today. Paul's point is very simple. We use language to build people up, to restore relationships, and to worship God. If we truly want to be people of peace, then we need to be using the language of peace, not the language of sex, violence, or racism. We're going to have our first piece of music, just to give us time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we continue with Paul's first letter to the Corinthians.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Heavenly Father, use the words of Paul to speak to us today. Help us to see that you are the giver of good gifts and that you give everything in love. Father, today may we be gift givers and lovers of people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and today we're reading 1 Corinthians 14. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and above all that you may prophesy. For the person who speaks in another language is not speaking to men but to God, since no one understands him. However, he speaks mysteries in the Spirit. But the person who prophesies speaks to people for edification, encouragement and consolation. The person who speaks in another language builds himself up, but he who prophesies builds up the church. I wish all of you spoke in other languages, but even more that you prophesied. The person who prophesies is greater than the person who speaks in languages, unless he interprets so that the church may be built up. But now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in other languages, how will I benefit you unless I speak to you with a revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? Even inanimate things that produce sounds, whether flute or harp, if they don't make a distinction in the notes, how will what is played on the flute or harp be recognized? In fact, if the trumpet makes an unclear sound, who will prepare for battle? In the same way, unless you use your tongue for intelligible speech, how will what be spoken be known? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many kinds of languages in the world, and all have meaning. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker will be a foreigner to me. So also you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, seek to excel in building up the church. Therefore the person who speaks in another language should pray that he can interpret. For if I pray in another language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, if you praise with the Spirit, how would the uninformed person say Amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you may very well be giving thanks, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in other languages more than all of you. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding in order to teach others also, and 10,000 words in another language. Brothers, don't be childish in your thinking, but be infants in regard to evil and adult in your thinking. It is written in the law, I will speak to these people by people of other languages, and by the lips of foreigners, and even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. It follows that speaking in other languages is intended as a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. But prophecy is not for unbelievers, but for believers. Therefore, if the whole church assembles together, and all are speaking in other languages, and people who are uninformed or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your minds? But if all are prophesying, and some unbeliever or uninformed person comes in, he is convicted by all and is judged by all. The secrets of his hearts will be revealed, and as a result he will fall face down and worship God, proclaiming, God is really among you. 
What then is the conclusion, brothers? Whenever you come together, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, another language or an interpretation. All things must be done for edification. If any person speaks in another language, there should be only two or at the most three each in turn, and someone must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, that person should keep silent in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should evaluate. But if something has been revealed to another person sitting there, the first prophet should be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so that everyone may learn and everyone may be encouraged. And the prophet's spirits are under the control of the prophets, since God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should be silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church meeting. Did the word of God originate from you, or did it come to you only? If anyone thinks he is a prophet or spiritual, he should recognize that what I write to you is the Lord's command. But if anyone ignores this, he will be ignored. Therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in other languages. But everything must be done decently and in order. We're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to think about those bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for today. We are in the presence of a holy God. So let's still ourselves and prepare to pray, shall we? Lord God, you promised the peace of a still lake, even in the midst of a storm. 
You promised the peace of a slumbering child even in the midst of tension and disagreement. You promised the peace of a poppy field, even in the place of heartbreak and devastation. Your promise is a peace that surpasses our human understanding. So we choose to rest by the still waters, to lie down and rest among the poppies. Lord Jesus, your resurrection declares peace over trauma, power over death, and life everlasting. We trust in you. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking away. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way.